Hello. Welcome back. Episode 73. Unemployed Podcast. How you doing today? Name is fucking Jeremy Meeks. It's your boy. And uh appreciate y'all for coming back. Another week. Another late week. Didn't post last Thursday. Was busy posting this Thursday. But we're still keeping up with the Thursdays. That's when you're going to get them. Um, uh, follow me on all social medias. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, on Rumble, wherever wherever you find it. You find it convenient to listen to me. Um, gonna grab some water real quick. And yeah. Appreciate you. But really I do. Just fucking gurgled my water a little bit. Um how you doing today, man? I appreciate you. I've come to a realization, people. And this is probably not groundbreaking at all. But it's groundbreaking for me because now that I'm an adult, I buy my own food. And I am wholeheartedly invested in my in my fitness now and how healthy I should be. And there seems to be an overarching theme in the grocery stores. And I feel like we can't fall for it. We can't fall for it, people. Because when I walk into a grocery store, why is fucking... So let me just let me just tell you a story, okay? So I walk into the grocery store, starting the bulking phase, you know... I got I got how I wanted to look, you know. I got some arms on me, so, but I'm still I'm mean, you know I'm still a little too skinny. I want to beef up a little bit, so I go and I get things. I re- do my research and I go and get the things that will beef me up and make me look fuller in my, in on my body. My body look fuller, okay. I go to the store, and I go to get oatmeal. And, you know, I'm shopping for it. And the one that grabs my attention is protein oatmeal. Not not a fitness, not a fitness guru at all, man. But everybody tells me that if you get protein, if it like if you get uh, things that contain protein after you work out, make sure you have protein. Always have protein in your body. Protein, protein, protein. They shove it down your throat. Protein, protein, protein. So I see protein oatmeal, and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. But usually when I used to get oatmeal, it was the, you know, the, um, like the regular oatmeal, and it was a value pack. And I was like, oh, let me get the value pack. I was like, this is a good oatmeal. Let me go to the store and get a value pack of the protein oatmeal. And come, come to my surprise, where is it? Why isn't there a protein value pack? Why can't I get the bang for my buck that I need on the healthiest oatmeal that see, that it, there is. Hmm. Something's up. Something is up. You go over to the chicken. You go over to the chicken and chicken thighs and chicken dr- and drums. They're so low. It's like, wow, this is a great source of protein. Let me get some. And I, I'm not a fitness guru, but if all, what I've heard, chicken breast is the best way to get your get the be- most protein into your body with chicken. So I was like, okay, 
let me go to the store and I'll get like, I'll just get like a couple. Chicken breasts are $12, $13, but I can get some chicken thighs for like $5? Hmm, something's up here. What's what's going on here? Okay, so let me get, uh. there was one more example I had. Hmm. I mean, shrimp's expensive. How hard does it get shrimp? The deadliest catch, man. I wonder if the deadly if it's um if the deadliest catch is the ones making shrimp so expensive now. Every time I go on the deadliest catch, fucking niggas, what's going on here? Every time, every time I go on the deadliest catch, uh, every time I turn on the deadliest catch, there's always some fucking storm happening, and they're catching crabs in the storm. Like, okay, we get it. We get it. It's hard to get it. And then they jack up the price. Look look how hard it is for those guys in the deadliest catch. Sorry, we got to Shrimp is $13. Sorry. But, um. But, um. Not a fitness guru at all. But something's a little fishy. Why can't I find a value pack of protein? Why is protein... Why is protein more, like, the most expensive thing ever? Like, protein for $20? They put the $20 sale on protein, and niggas was like, look, we got a deal for you. It used to be $36, but now it's $20, which is, a, I will tell you right now, that's a substantial deal. But why is it $20, though? You know? Why is it $20? Muscle milk is so expensive. Why is it so expensive? You want to get you want to get Reese you want to get Reese's butter cups. Reese's butter cups are like $2 a dollar. You go over and try and get the keto one or the one that has protein in it. Huh. Why is it $10 for a pack of 5? What's going on? And th- there's no need to tell you what's going on. You can tell by you can tell just by the prices and where things are placed in the store and uh, how I said the two things already. The placement in the store and how much it is determines the health of the product. And I tell you right now, the health of the product. And you know what? I can boil it down to business because it's it's so quick to make a ding dong, you know? It's not that expensive to make a ding-dong. They put a bunch of bullshit in it. They make it brown, put some fake chocolate on it. It, You know, in the factory, it's probably expensive to run the factory, but they're definitely saving a lot of money making that ring-ding, making that ding-dong or that ring-ding, you know? I used to go crazy. Yo, I used to buy ring-dings like crazy, bro. The school, I remember I was at school, and I would. they would have to ask me, hey, did you eat lunch first? And some like I had to get to a point where I was like, "Yeah, I ate lunch. Can I get some ring dings, please? Do you want my fifty cents or not?" But yo, I used to go crazy on ring dings. Go to the counter window and be like, "Yeah, let me get a couple ring dings, bro. I come in with two dollars, bro. I'm going ring ding crazy." Anyway, though, yes, ring dings are. Ring dings were the best at w- at one point in my life when I was younger. They were very much the best. But I'm I'm on a, I'm on some different shit now.
And I can tell you from experience that I definitively, I definitively believe that America is trying to make you fat. I'm, I'm, I can definitively, I can definitively believe that America is trying to make you fat, man. Don't fall for the bullshit, bro. It's all there in your face. Just look at the prices. Look what they market to you. And just don't put it in your mouth. And that's hard to say. Don't not put it in your mouth. You know, it's all moderation, man. If you see some if you see some bullshit in the store and you really want it, if you're thinking about it, you know what's a good thing I do? Like sometimes I, pa- I have a Wendy's. I have a Wendy's by my house. So I go, I drive by Wendy's. And I'm like, yo, you know it'd be good a Wendy's burger. So you know what you do? If you're going, if you don't intend to go to Wendy's, you know, if you're not leaving your house to go to Wendy's, pass it, pass it, and then go, do what you have to do. If you come back and you're still thinking about Wendy's, if you're still thinking about Wendy's, go ahead, have some Wendy's. If that's happening to you too much, okay. But if I'm talking to people with self-control, if you're thinking about Wendy's and you go and do what you think and you forget about it then you didn't need the Wendy's. But if you if you go and then you're coming back and you're still thinking about Wendy's, go and have Wendy's, man. Have it have it if you're not if you don't think about Wendy's all the time and it pops into your mind and you really want it, pass it, go do what you have to do, come back and um get the Wendy's if you're still thinking about it, man. It's it's worked out in my life, man. Sometimes it's really hard cuz the sometimes the food's right in my face. The food is right in my face, and I'm like, I, you think you need it. You don't need it, man. You don't need it. You don't need it at that point in time, but your brain will trick you and let you think that you think you need it. You don't, man. It always tastes good when it's when you're chewing it, and it, it always tastes good when it hits your tongue, and you're chewing it. You're like, oh, my God, this is so great. This is so great. Oh, my God, it's so great. And then you regret it after. You need to learn that initially. You need to learn initially. You need to think, hey, man, I know it's going to taste good when it touches my tongue and when I'm chewing it up. But the after effect is not worth it. So what do we do? Just cut it all out your life, man. And don't um, don't let America fuck you. Okay. America's bending over a lot of people right now. If you 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 can't be you can't be oblivious anymore, you know? There's no way to be oblivious. Don't listen to what 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 TV's t- saying about you or saying about a group of people. They don't know you. They're trying to tell you how you're supposed to be. They don't know you. They don't know you, bro. Work on yourself. Forget what the news is saying about you, bro. The news is nothing now. Fake news. was Trump was talking about fake news, bro. It probably all is fake news, bro. Don't believe that bullshit. It's all, all out of your head, bro. Keep working on yourself. Work on yourself and... 
And after you work, like, there's a weird thing when you're working on yourself and you're getting yourself better. A lot of depression and sadness is connected to hating yourself, not liking yourself. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that can help improve yourself. You hate yourself because you don't like who you are because you don't like how you're being or acting. If you don't like who you are or how you're being or acting and you start changing it, lo and behold, wow, you like yourself now. If you hate yourself, start working on think. start looking into what you think is, uh, start looking into things that make, that would, you would be interested in and make you like yourself more. Look, think of big, think about the things that make you hate yourself and then improve those, improve those things. And it's that easy, bro. You, I don't need no fucking therapist to lay me on a couch and tell me. You know what you hate about yourself. You're self-aware. Don't not be self-aware. Like, if you're not self-aware, man, you're too far gone. Look, look at, you know what you hate about yourself. If you hate that about yourself, fix it. It's that easy. I mean, it's not that easy. It takes a little bit of work, but you can do it, man. I really believe in everybody. Everybody can do that shit, man. Stop spending money on therapists and stop spending money on other things other than therapy. If you really want to be who you need to be, just focus up, man. Focus up. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, recently, uh, keep keeping it going with serious stuff. Sorry. Recently went to a funeral. It was very sad died very young uh they're probably behind me somewhere if you haven't noticed there's a lot of funeral pictures behind me this is just the best spot in the room it's like the best i get the best sound the light is hitting me right on the top of my head so it looks real nice you see it i should put my head up like this i should put my head up like this so i could so i'm in the light better but the lights hit me right down the middle and i'm looking oh so bright oh so I'm the I'm the I'm the brightest black nigga you've ever seen probably. But um Yeah, died very young, very sad. Um but what was even sadder was the family. When you're at a funeral, what like it's about the it's about actually it's about the the person that is deceased. When you're there and you are, um, when you're at the funeral, you're thinking, you're celebrating the life of the deceased. There shouldn't be nothing else because after, sadly, after the funeral, you're going to think about, you're going to think about them a little bit and then they're going to fade, not fade from your mind, but you're going to start thinking about them less and less and less. You know why? Because they're gone. But when you're in the funeral, that you celebrate the life of the, the deceased person. If you're in the funeral and you're fighting about other things and you're fighting over other things at someone else's funeral, you're missing the point of the funeral, man. It's so upsetting when families are fighting over 
belongings and and I'm this is from the outside in. I you can call me shielded because my parents have kept me out of stupid tobaccos. That maybe maybe this happens at my in my uh it happens here for me too, like in my family. You know, but I didn't I I I guess my parents did a good job of shielding me from all that where people were being ridiculous and fighting over stuff who loved the person better and like who gives a shit about all that but call me shielded but I never I never saw family everybody is something weirdly uniting about a funeral when you when the deceased person goes away and then everybody comes together and talks about uh and talks about their life and funny moments this funeral even though I sometimes it's good to hear stories and stuff, but the funeral it was just a basically a viewing the whole time. It was basically a viewing the whole time. And I low key kinda like that because you get a set amount of time, you don't have to say anything, and everybody, you know, everybody gets out of there and goes back to what they need to do. You know, you don't want to be stuck thinking about that type of stuff all day. But the fact that it didn't unite it in this th- at this funeral, it didn't unite people. People were like separated and were not it it didn't do what a funeral usually does. It puts everybody together and you're like, "Hey man, I haven't seen you in so long. It's great to see you." It's just sad. And the funeral became their um, disdain for each other rather than the uh, fact that everybody is back together for a sad reason and not celebrating the life of the deceased. And you can call me shielded, you know, because I've never seen that situation happen, um, you know, in, 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 my, in my general circle, my family circle, but... You know, it's, it's sad, man, but everybody, everybody, every family doesn't have the same dynamic as you. There's so much, I don't understand someone hating and disdaining there. Well, you did a bad job as a, whoever you are, you know, you did a bad job as a, as a, as a brother, as a sister, you know, you did a bad job as a family member. And there's hate, but there's no, like, no forgiveness. You know, people are always like, oh, I, I can't forgive them. I won't forgive them. I can't forgive them. They suck too bad. Bro, forgiving is for you, bro. Because do you want that? Do you want that to be your life? You're avoiding your family or avoiding people that you actually like because you can't, you can't get over some shit? It, I guess it depends on the shit, but sometimes, like, it's for you, man. Why would you want your heart to be heavy because of a past transgression? Your heart's heavy, bro. Maybe the other person isn't thinking about it. Or maybe the other person doesn't even know what's going on. And you're not talking about it because you're like, oh, I'm done with that person. I don't want to fix this situation. I don't want to deal with it. You got to fix it, bro. 
You have to fix it by forgiving them, talking to them. You have to fix it, man. That shit's for you. Because you, it's weighing you down. The other person ain't thinking about it. It's weighing you down. When I was younger, bro, I did not understand all these concepts. Oh, forgiveness is for you. Uh, every, every time, every time that I think of some good shit, I can't think of other examples that backs the good shit. But when I was younger, there was so many concepts that I could not, could not think about. You know, I couldn't wrap my wrap my little baby head around it, you know. So now that I'm older, man, it just all it makes sense now, man. If you think that you're. You just have to think a little bit about it, man. You got to think about what it what it says, man. You got to think about what you, like all, all these concepts that you heard as a child and your parents try to teach you, think about them now that you're an adult. If you have good parents, think it over, you know? If you have bad parents, think that over too. If they gave you bad advice, think that over. There's no, there's no reason and there's no, there's no way that um, you should be you should be separated from people that you you want to be with because of unforgiveness, man. Just forgive, man. It's it's harder than it's hard. It's easier than it looks, but it's also it's a hard thing, you know. But do you want to carry that around all the time? Don't carry that around. It's hurting you. It's hurting you. And that's something that hasn't that needs to be preached nowadays because everybody want to hold grudges. Everybody love grudges. They love to hang on to that bullshit. Oh, you love hanging on to that bullshit, don't you? Does it make you feel safe? Does it make you? Does it do anything for you? All it does is make you feel like worse about yourself, and worse that you're even. And worse that you're on the world, you know, you're on top of the world. I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying. My mouth is just moving now. Man, forgive, all right? It's okay to forgive, even in 2022 where you're supposed to hate everybody. Forgive that shit. Oh, but you're talking about, but what about the people? Forgive, bro. That's all I'm saying. And all I can do is give you, I can give you tidbits of knowledge. That's all I can give you. You can't, um, all I'm doing is giving you tidbits of knowledge, man, tidbits of knowledge. You can listen if you want. You don't have to, but you can if you want. Anyway, I'm getting a drink of water. (sighs) Probably super late on this. Fucking, um, nope. Saw nope. And let me preface it by this, saying this. 
I saw Get Out. I watched it again. And that's Italian Kiss. Italian Kiss for best humorous scary movie. It's the best. It was top quality work, man. Get Out is the best. Us. I don't know. Other people probably didn't like it. Us was a great concept. I loved Us, man. That was good. It's a great movie. Great movie. I loved it. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Best, most attractive African I've seen in my day, at least. Very attractive Africans. Um, but Nope, on the other hand. I'm sorry, black Twitter. I'm sorry, black culture. It wasn't to the caliber of the previous movie. And, and I know you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to think of it that way. But, like, in a way, like, you're, you have to, th- you, can, you can't refrain from thinking of it that way. Because if you, in succession, they should be getting better, right? And I'm not saying by any means that Nope wasn't good at all. There was great concepts of Nope that were um, were just top tier, you know? Great concepts of Nope that were top tier. Top tier as a... Uh, as a movie. But you know, it's just, you know, it it was just whatever. It just it just became whatever. I'll tell you what, every time I see Kiku Palmer in the cast, Kiku Palmer's great, you know? But there were some moments that were very strange and I'm blaming Kiki Palmer because she couldn't execute it right. And there was also some weird weird uh Weird writing choices, you know. Everyone's a critic. Oh, this is with some weird writing choices. I need to talk. I need to talk to the writing team. Do better. The massive L on the writing team's part. No, it, but um, the some of the writing was just very strange, bro. Just like how they celebrated, uh. Yo, we're going to make this into a movie, yeah. And they were, like, doing the weird handshake or whatever. I was like, that's a weird, that's a little weird. Why are they celebrating so much? Something's attacking you, you know? And the the concept of a UFO being a, a beast was very weird as well. Um, Steven Yoon getting eaten. I wanted him in the whole movie. That's he neither here nor there. Uh, I'm not really expounding on anything now. I'm just saying the things I didn't like or why I didn't like them. I would like Steven Yeun in the movie longer. The monkey part was the, the creepiest thing about about the whole movie, really. Um. Hey man, I walked in there try I uh, wanting to like the movie. So this isn't like a knock. I didn't want to knock the movie when I walked in. I'm just saying what I believe is uh I believe to be true. 
and what I believe to be true is, um, nope, wasn't at the caliber of the last two. And um, I'm not I'm not totally blaming Kiki Palmer. There was some parts I could blame Kiki Palmer, but there was some weird writing choices, and also just story wise was. Eh, you know? Meh. It was two hours and stuff, so there was plenty of time to get better. And the the looking, oh yeah, the looking. This is all spoilers, so you should have turned it off or skipped already. But come on, man, it's been mad long since you've seen Nope. It's already on the illegal apps. It's already on the movies. I'm not condoning watching on an illegal app. I'm just telling you where it is and where you can find it. And you can find it at your local AMC or your local 123 Movies. Uh, the, 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 the looking, oh, if you don't look at it, it won't attack you type of thing was, uh, was like, okay, you know? And like the, the anticlimactic ending where they put a, where there was like the big balloon, it just ended weird, you know? Like there was no build up to defeating it. I guess the climax was when it ate all the people. The uh, Yeah, the climax was when they ate all the people when Steven Yoon was like, oh, thank the heavens for this beast. This, what, a, what a beast, you know? That means he knew about the UFO the whole time, bro. How many other people got eaten? Maybe, maybe it was only supposed to eat the horse, but he was like, he was, he was like glorifying it for eating it. He was like, yes, take what you must. Take what you must, beast. It was like, okay, I don't know. He turned into some, some preacher man all of a sudden. Some cult leader that sacrifices himself. That sound, though, there was some good... I'll tell you what, there were some good elements to the movie, though. The sound... Of when it comes for you, man, that was so very eerie. The screams plus the the screams plus the flying through the air sound, just the the score and the sound effects team, they were top tier, man, top tier. That sound, every time you heard that sound, you're like that that oh fuck, oh my god, uh, uh. that's what your body felt. And it was it was that 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 was a good a good uh that was a good stylistic choice for the movie, the screams like th- hearing the people being consumed and the screams of people it was just a great it was a great idea you know, great stylistic choice to to breed that fear in you, it was like a it's like a subtle horror movie it wasn't that scary you know. But, um, but okay, you know, Jordan, Jordan Peele said he didn't want to work. It's not the time to work with white people right now. Where was, was there white people in Nope? I could have sworn there was white people in Nope. So I guess that. I guess now's the time, right? Is now the time to work with white people? There was like two white people in there, and that was it. 
and they were there to say, oh, man, look at the fucking Asian, look at the fucking black guy, look at the fucking, like, wow, waste, what a waste of a job just to be a dick. Here, these are your lines. You're just going to be a dick to them? And it's like, great, good job, whatever. <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah, man, nope, nope was... Nope, nope is almost a nope for me. It's not too much of a nope because there's some good stylistic choices. And it's Jordan Peele, man. He ha He's only failed me. Not, I wouldn't even call this a fail, you know? It's not a fail. It's just a, you know, just a I saw it already movie. Us and Get Out, man, that's not a saw, I saw it already. That's not I saw it already, man. You go back and you watch that. You go back to 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 revel in how beautiful that is, you know, what a piece of art that is. It was like a, a get out was like a slavery. It was like a, a just a, a mixture of different concepts like slavery and uh, trap being in, being trapped and uh, all like. Just all wrapped into one movie, you know? And it, it made it made it comedy horror gold, you know? It was absolutely beautiful. And we thank Jordan Peele for existing. And who knew he had the director chops like this you know he was doing key and peel and nobody thought of him you know i didn't even think of him i was like oh they got these funny skits wow these are beautiful what's keegan michael key doing dang man you should have jumped on the jo the the jordan peel the jordan peel uh train man jordan yeah jordan peel train man you out here fucking you out here fucking um I don't even know what you're doing. Where where have you been, man? You did Mad TV. You did um You did Mad TV. You did the the cat movie. The cat movie was actually pretty funny. You know, cuz it was both of them, Key and Peel. Uh and then you're gone, man. I don't know where you went. You need to direct something beautiful, you know? But that's not it. That's not your wheelhouse. You know who whose wheelhouse that is? It's Jordan's wheelhouse. And he's outshining you, bro. And it's all good. He have you seen him lately? He looks like a fucking uh He looks like a mad scientist. It's kind of hilarious. Uh RC World was was uh interviewing him. I didn't see that. So, I don't know. He was interviewing uh, Daniel, don't know his last name, Kiki Palmer and Jordan Peele. And it was, uh, and I didn't see it, so I don't know how it was. But, uh, uh, you know, that man has, uh, RC World, it has so much success, you know? And every, t every time I watch him, hilarious, you know? So, um, yeah, man. Intertwined, intertwined with everyone's lives, man. You come here to listen about how I feel about other people's lives. And one day you'll you'll hear about my life and how beautiful that my life is. So um yeah, fools. 
Yeah, fools. I really want to talk about this shit, though. Because I'm an I'm a actual proponent. You know, you don't, y'all know I'm a fan of R&B, right? I'm an R&B fizzan, man. Just the way R&B makes me feel. The mood it sets. How it how it could change situations, put put some R&B on in a high-intensity situation, you know, people stand around, they're like, oh, uh, people stand around, or like, a fight's about to happen, like, bro, fuck you, bro, fuck you, put on some, some, some Earth, Wind, and Fire, bro, Earth, Wind, and Fire isn't even R&B. I don't even know what that is. But it that song, Earth, Wind, and Fire gives me the same vibe as like a, like a you know, Lucky Day or current R&B artist out right now. You know? So, whatever. You know? It, it, just, it just puts you in a different headspace. Mostly targeted towards fucking. So... And nobody wants to fight when they want to fuck, right? So, yeah, man. But I brought that up to bring up this division, man. Division used to be top quality, top quality music, man. Top quality fucking music, you know? And, uh... Like, oh, uh, Between Us with Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra is good music, too. Uh, very basic, uh, very basic lyrics, though. Not gonna lie to you, but she has very basic lyrics. And, um, yeah, it's just very, very basic. Mm, very, very basic. Sound like Obama a little bit. Um, and uh, she's good music though too. I like the sounds she uses mostly. The lyrics are very like oh, heard that concept. You're almost like, I hate when artists are almost like, they're just embodying. They're not. There's nothing really special about them. They're just embodying, uh, the genre that they're in. You know. Like, uh, Ella May. Ella May came out with her album, and it just sounded like she was embodying R&B rather than being Ella May in the genre of R&B. I'm just the essence of what you like to listen to rather than I like listening to you because you make good music in the genre that I like. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. I feel like I explained that top tier. Like I'm the best I'm the best uh speaker. But they have they have the fucking goal to come out with this song called If I Get Caught Cheating, okay? If I get caught cheating, that don't mean I don't love you. Like what? Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't at least on the guy side. It doesn't mean we don't love you. It's just that pussy was was there when we was. And I don't condone cheating at all. I hate cheaters. Cheaters are terrible. They're trying to. They're pushing it a little hard. 
They're trying to say, hey, man, it's okay to cheat. I don't give a fuck what you say is okay. Fuck you. Uh, I'm not going to cheat on people. People think it's, a, oh, it's a society society type of uh, society's pushing monogamy. No, bitch, because everybody wants to want somebody that will love them and be monogamous with them. You can have a fucking polyamorous relationship or an open relationship, but don't get mad when shit, when niggas want to start fucking on other bitches and bitches want to start fucking on other niggas. Because this is what you signed up for in an open relationship. Be in your open relationship. I'm just saying, I think monogamy is is the way to go. But do you. This is America. Do you. Anyway, um, but yeah. Uh, this man had the gall to do a fucking focus group for If I Got Cheating, bro. So they would, first they would listen to the song, probably watch it on YouTube, bro. That's hilarious, bro. They'd probably watch the video on YouTube to get the views up. Because so, the views are at 800, 885K right now. He made so many, how many focus groups are there? There's so many focus groups for this one song. They got the music video. They got the first-time listeners, okay? Now they have married versus relationship focus group if I got cheating. Polyamorous, monogamous if I got cheating focus group. Like, imagine, imagine, bro, I have a fucking focus group for this podcast. So what do you think about this episode? Uh, Talk about it. And they're like, well, you know, uh... Do they play? I wish I could watch one of these focus groups, but they probably play the song because it's for them. But shit's so stupid. You have a focus group for a song. Is your song that serious? I tell you what, man. Division's first two albums were top fucking tier, bro. They were under OVO, and OVO was is churning out, was churning out fire at one point, one point in time, in there. In their uh, record label career. Fucking OVO had PND, bro. PMD 1 was fire. PND 2 was fire. And they also had... uh, Who else? Is that it? That's all I cared about under that label. I didn't care about anybody else, really. And Division's first album, they had the... Oh, my God. Uh, What's the name of that song? Hmm. Oh, man, I forget the name of that song. The Line, bro, The Line. Yo, top, top fucking tier, bro. Top tier first album. Second album, top tier as well, man. They kept it in that same R&B space. And then they trailed off a little bit. They trailed off a little bit with the Muse one. The Muse one trailed off a little bit. And then they made a co-op album with Ty Dolla Sign. I don't know how well that did. And I didn't listen to it either. Because I think I hated it. Oh, man. I wish I could get through albums. If I hate it that much, like, I'm not the type of person to... I'm a, I'm still an album guy. I know today's world is more of a... Listen to the hit song, grab what you want from the album, listen to it once. 
I don't care about you unless you have a good album. You know? And I'm not that's not making me like I'm not one of them fucking album weaves that are like, actually, I was listening to them, actually, when they, they, like, were living in their trailer home, and they were singing out of their backyard. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm here to see what top quality artistry you have on your album, okay? And if you can't make, you can't make a concise enough album to intrigue me to want to listen to you more, you know, then I don't care about you. I'm not going to grab what I want from an album. I grab what I want from a good album. If the album's good enough, I'll grab the songs I like. But I'm being hypocritical because I always like, because I, I also like that, uh, what's that song? I'm in New York, where I be called, look at my neck and it's iced out. That guy. I grab, I like that one, you know? Uh, but I'd never listen to him, you know? But that's hypocritical of me. But that's how I that's how I think though. Cause I would never, ever frunken uh grab a song gra- listen to a listen to a bad album or force myself to listen to a bad album. If you I'm not intrigued by and this one was an EP too, right? This was an EP. Uh if I can't get through an EP, bro, you suck. EP is like five songs. Honestly, all albums should just be EPs, bro. Everybody should just do six song albums. Or like Bruno Mars does nine song albums, man. That's a top tier album, man. You can't fuck up when you have nine songs. You're only picking the hits. You can only pick the hits. And you know what hits? A good album. That's what hits. It's a massive L when you can't, when you uh, have a shit album. That means you couldn't pick good songs out of it. You didn't have anything good to you didn't have anything good to put on this thing. But yeah, it was this it, I got cheating. He's pushing it real heavy. He did not need to push the first two albums like that when he was coming up. That's the thing about getting famous, man. You you forget what made you good. And people are like, "I didn't change. I'm the same nigga." No, you're not. You you were hungry when you were younger, like rappers. When rappers were hungry when they were younger, they was rapping their ass off. But now that you got money now, you're getting a little lazy. You get lazy. Now look, rap is, rap is microwavable. Look what you did. So, uh, yeah, man, like... If you lose, don't lose focus when you get famous, I guess, is my, is, this is to all the celebrities, don't, don't lose focus. Let me speak in celebrity. Could you please do not lose focus when you are famous? Please do not lose focus when you are famous. You need to keep your goal in mind. Keep your goal in mind. Young one, you do not when you become famous, you have to, you know, stay within parameters of, of, of your fame. Do not join Scientology. It will not make you any more or less famous. When you get famous, I mean, honestly, they do be really helping people out, bro. But it's annoying how you have to join Scientology in order to, uh, in order to stay famous, you know? It's annoying.
or, or not even stay famous, to help even skyrocket you to fame. There's guys that come in there, they join Scientology, and they already have like an agency and stuff. That's how they get you to join. They promise you fame, fame and money. Fame and money, that's what gets you to join. Uh, one second, please. All right, buds. We're doing a... We actually have a segment or a game or something. I remember I said in a previous podcast we uh, we were going to do a game. I'm not a gamey guy. Like, oh, let's do 20 questions. Let's do Mad Lib. Mad Lib actually sounds pretty fun for a podcast, though. But we have a segment now. And we're calling it Hot Mug Shots. And I might have a graphic up. A cool graphic that says hot mug shots or like a theme song. Maybe it'd be like Booker Brown. Hot mug shots, Booker Brown. But um no, we don't have any hot mug sh- we don't have uh any uh any any theme song yet, but might put a graphic up if I feel like working on that. Booker Brown, hot mug shots. Hot mug shots. Actually, all these people are very attractive. Even the guys. <laughs> the guys is like, oh shit. Oh shit. You went to jail, bro? Even that guy's like this guy's like fucked up. He has fucking green eyes. Like Honestly, guys need to stop being scared sometimes. Like some niggas, you already know some niggas. You know they pull in a lot of women. That's just what you, when you say women, they pull in a lot of women, you know they're attractive because they worked on themselves and they made themselves hot or they're just hot. It's okay. And I don't have any sexual attraction to any guy, but you know why they're pulling women or you th- you know why you think they're pulling women because they're hot. It's nothing gay about it. But, um... Yeah, we're going with the first one, who is an absolute ravishing woman. She's a ravishing woman. They're always ravishing, but they're always doing crime. I didn't do my little slogan. What was the slogan? I got to open up my phone and look for the slogan real quick. I probably have it up already, right? Yeah, my slogan. So it would be, hot mugshots, book a brown. Uh, sometimes crime is too hot to handle. It's fucking terrible. But it's a, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. So right now we're doing Sarah C. C. Wright mugshot. This is Sarah C. Wright. And oh my God, is she an attractive woman? Will it change after I tell you her crime? So Sarah C. Wright was arrested here in 2016 for failing to appear in court for a careless driving charge. The prison bay, the hashtag prison bay, oh, she was that famous. Oh, she was that famous, huh? Had reportedly been previously accused of kidnapping, battery, and robbery. Wow. This this young doll, she's doing robbery? Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. There's a lot of people here. There's one that just says hot mugshot girl. It doesn't even have a name. There's not even a name linked to it. Okay, next one. Next one. 
Booker Brown. We should have transitions in between that goes, Booker Brown. Oh, and just found her. So we got, oh my God, we got Morella Ponce? Ponce or Ponce? I don't know. She is very tatted up. She got chest tattoos. She got a neck tattoo. Remember when neck tattoo was the, the line? It was like, yo, I'd never get a face tattoo because that would ruin my career or my life. Now we got face tattoos everywhere, and it's like, oh, oh, we. I guess the neck was the line, but I think it, the line just kept going up and up, bro. It's like, oh, I got a chest tattoo now, and people were like, oh, don't get. First it was don't get any tattoos. Then it was, okay, don't get any, like, tattoos that could be seen. And then it was, don't get a neck tattoo. And then it's like, don't get a face tattoo. And once you get a face tattoo, there's no other line to stop at. You're just tatted now. You got a teardrop on your face? I mean, that's a sad reality. But I tell you what, the tattoos is working for her. She's she's extra. She's extra like, she's in it, bro. She's in the game. And she's, uh... Very attractive. Her eyebrows look very nice. Very nice. Very. Anyway. So let's see. Will you think she's attractive after I tell you what she did? I guess we'll see. Uh, so Morella Ponce, or Ponce, was arrested in Fre Fresno, California. Fresno, California in 2017 for two counts of carrying a concealed firearm and a stolen firearm she had two guns on her bro two guns bro you know two phones remember that song two phones with the dude that fucked his cousin um kevin gates um his bail was set bail was set at a hundred k dang man the photogenic gang member caused a, a media frenzy with her sultry mugshot. She was she is hitting me with the angle right there. That's a nice angle she hitting me with. The photogenic gang member caused a media frenzy with her sultry mugshot and heavily tattooed neck. Heavy.com reported that Ponce or Ponce is believed to be a member of the Tiny Rascals gang, a notoriously violent and mainly Asian gang in California with over 10,000 members. She's out here doing it, my guy. She's doing it, bro. Doing it, bro. She's doing it out here, bro. She's serving and she's slaying. But in, you know, actually slaying because she's killing people, probably. Or her gang is. Maybe she maybe she never touched a, 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 a gun in her life. It was just on her person or she just, maybe she never fired a weapon. It's just divulging into, maybe she didn't, maybe she didn't because she's attractive, I guess. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I remember this guy. We got a throwback for y'all. We got a little throwback for y'all ninjas. Y'all remember Jeremy Meeks? Y'all remember Jeremy Meeks? Jeremy Meeks. He was like, this guy was the the felon, the hot felon pioneer, bro. 
He was the pioneer for all the other hot felons. This guy, his chin was so chiseled it was ridiculous. But he became, he got a job off of this, bro. Remember when you go to prison and it ruins your life? Not anymore. It doesn't ruin your life anymore. It actually levels you up if you go to prison. Well, if you're a rapper, it levels you up. But that was about it. It used to be just rapper. But if you're just like, you went to jail, it's like nobody gives a shit. You went to jail, like, that's terrible. We're not hiring you. Nigga's trying to get a job. Nigga got a job off being hot in jail. Good job, bro. Anyway, let's see what he did. So, Jeremy Meeks, a.k.a. The Hot Felon. This is 2014, man. It feels like so long ago. 2014 actually is really long ago. Jeremy Meeks is a former Crips gang member and convicted felon who became famous due to his mugshot after arrested during a California gang sweep called Operation Ceasefire. Oh, this was a whole shit, huh? This was a whole shit. Stockton police posted his arrest mugshot on their Facebook page and did it, and boy did it do numbers. Boy did it do numbers. His hot felon mugshot went viral, racking up 96,000 likes while serving his while serving his prison sentence for firearm and grand theft charges. Meeks was recruited for modeling a modeling contract and is now a fashioning model with 1.6 million Instagram followers. And how old is this? This is probably really old. He probably is way more now. <clears throat> 2014, bro. We could do We can do like one celebrity one. I got to save the image just to make sure that I have the image so you'll see what they look what their mugshot look like. Dang, a lot of people went to jail. Oh my god. Yeah, can't do that one. <laughs> Like, there's so many, like, rappers in here, bro. And it only skyrocketed, except Tyga. It only skyrocketed their, skyrocketed their career. And there's some comedians in here, too. Yo, the best, the most famous people and the best type of people are the ones that are uh, getting arrested, man. They're so successful and they're getting arrested. I guess. I guess that I, I, I need to get arrested in order to be famous, you know? I need to be arrested in order to be famous. What crime should I do, people? Leave it down in the comments below. What crime I should do to get arrested in order to be famous? Serving, bro. They're serving time and they're serving looks. That should be the that should be the thing, bro. They're serving time and they're serving looks. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. actually was in and out of jail. He had a rough, a rough life. I'll do Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, man. Frank Sinatra, man. Actually, I, I only knew about this. Uh, 
I knew about this uh, mugshot of Frank Sinatra. How old was he here? 1938. Wow. Um, I knew about him in uh, because Logic uses used his his mugshot photo as his album his mixtape cover. So yeah, like fire. Anyway, Frank Sinatra. Frank Francis Albert Sinatra was arrested in Hoboken, New Jersey in 1938 for seducing a woman, according to FBI reports, under the promise of under the promise of marriage. Frank Sinatra did then and there have sexual intercourse with with the said compliant, who was then and there a single female of good repute. He was released on $1,500 bail for his sex crimes, but arrested one month later for char- charge of adultery after it was determined that the woman in question was married. Wow, back then people got arrested for adultery, huh? We need to push that again. Stop cheating. Arrest him. Oh, you want to cheat? Arrested. Are you talking about all relationships? Everybody. I don't give a fuck if you're married famous or not. not. Huh? Marriage or not marriage? Marriage or not marriage? Eh. Maybe marriage too. I don't know. Maybe just married? Because, because you already told the government that you want to be together, right? You told the government you want to be together, so you get arrested for breaking that. Huh? Oh, you did tell God too. You also told the government. And the government is God, apparently. Nowadays, in the in these times. Um but yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's your segment of hot mug shots. Um and I appreciate y'all for coming back for another episode. This is uh, the Unemployed Podcast. And um, see you next Thursday. This is...